Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. Last week, I went to the Kroger. Not the most exciting beginning to a sermon, I know, but stick with me. I went to the Kroger, and while I was navigating my fellow shoppers and those enormous click-list buggies, something startling happened. The fire alarm sounded. It was loud. It was grating. It had accompanying flashing lights. I had a flashback to those tornado and fire drills in school. But the most startling thing that happened after the fire alarm went off was my fellow shoppers. Their reaction was entirely non-existent. They did nothing. Zip. Zero. They just kept walking around with those expressions on their faces you get at Kroger, which is somewhat blank and slightly despairing. <laughs> People just kept squeezing the cantaloupes or picking out a roast chicken. And finally the alarm went off. And then five minutes later the alarm went on again. And they did the same thing. It was really odd. Apparently, they were testing the system. It would have been nice if they had told us that beforehand. So I've been thinking about that this week. As I have said many, many times, we live in a very loud world. Talking heads yammer at us on the television. Our phones are constantly beeping and blooping with notifications and messages. And podcasts play as we do our chores or drive around in the car. And so I worry, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, that all this noise has desensitized us. We are not really surprised by anything anymore. And when confronted with something truly alarming, our response is muted. But in the midst of this frame of mind, something big is coming. Something major is on the horizon. And so in this, in this time, as we anticipate what is coming next, we are also called to prepare in a holy season, a season of Advent. How do you keep Advent? We may keep a holy Lent in the springtime, 
or we may prepare with great diligence for our fantasy sports draft. But Advent, Advent can be so full of distraction, we hardly have time for observing this holy season. And let's be honest, keeping Advent is weird. The world, the media, the pop culture, the economy, everyone has moved on already before they could finish their last bite of Thanksgiving turkey to Christmas. The decorations are up, the lights are on, the carols are playing. It seems like every commercial on television has either jingle bells or an English boy choir in the background. And yet the church tries to put the brakes on that. Instead of jumping ahead to the big day on the 25th of December, we say, slow down. Quiet. It's Advent. We don't mean to be a collective wet blanket. We enjoy and savor this time of year as much as anyone. I listen to a lot of Christmas music in my car. But at the same time, Advent calls us to purposely prepare for the birth of the Savior. And to prepare for something is weird, if not even countercultural. We live in a world where everything is not only noisy, but instantaneous. Sports scores and pizza and financial success all are assured of arrival in less than 60 seconds. So when it comes to the, it comes to Christmas and the universi, universally shaking reality of that unique event, it would behoove us to step back for a moment and consider the immensity of the miracle that will about, that is about to take place. Going deeper, in this Advent, we are called to keep the watch for the birth of the impending Christ child. While our New Revised Standard Version of the Bible uh, says adequately this morning, be alert at all times, praying that you may have strength, I also love the more evocative King James Version, which tells us to watch ye therefore, and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy. Anyone can be alert. Most of us manage to stay alert while watching the game on TV or sorting the mail or during a boring sermon. But to watch, to keep the watch, that's a horse of a different color. To watch in the biblical sense is to actively wait, to eagerly anticipate, to emotionally invest in what is about to happen. You may know what's about to happen, like watching a movie that you've seen a dozen times, but you still watch. That is what we are called to do in this Advent and every Advent, to enter into the season, to attempt to comprehend the theological significance of Christ's birth, or at least step back with some reverence and respect and give the season its due. The Advent watch is the watch of a soldier on the ramparts, the watch of a spouse with a yellow ribbon, the watch of a father pacing in a waiting room. I remember once being on an airplane on the way from Washington, D.C. to Kentucky, and it was filled with midshipmen from the Naval Academy. It was around this time of year, and it was their first trip home after enrolling in the Academy several months ago. They looked lean and fresh, almost shiny in their pressed uniforms, 
eagerly awaiting the, the, the squeals of family and friends saying, wow, how much you've changed. There was a palpable buzz during the flight. And I will never forget the smiles and cheers and banners and tears that greeted them on the other side of security. At first I thought it was for me, but then I realized it was not. <laughs> Those students and their families weren't just waiting, they were watching, purposefully anticipating and realizing the significance of the reunion. And so as we await the Emmanuel, the God with us, we too should be as thrilled and as invested as that fateful night approaches. So in this Advent season, we keep watch. But Advent is not only a time when we passively watch, Advent is also an active season. And you might consider taking on a discipline or even give something up for Advent. I'm not suggesting that Advent become Lent, although this is still a penitential season in church parlance. But you could volunteer for something you might ordinarily not have. You might take on a new discipline. You could do something for family or friends. You could check out the purple insert in your bulletin and see all the ways that we're reaching out to our community in this season and perhaps enter into one of those. You know what you need to do, and this Advent might be the right time to do it. And finally, in this season of Advent, as we watch and as we work, we also consider the final advent. Jesus says in today's gospel, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars and on the earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and of the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. I don't remember that from my children's Bible. It's not the most fun part of the gospel. But in this Advent season, we are, we are not only to watch and work, but we anticipate also the day when the world will end and Christ will come again to, re to reign over us forever, and we as Christians should be prepared. And these contemplations can be quite frightening. But change is inevitable. And in some ways, our world is ending in small ways every day. And in that change, God is revealed in some way. And the God that is with us is made known. So I pray that you and your family have a meaningful Advent. For the more that you put into this weird, watching, worldly season, I can guarantee the more glorious your Christmas will be. Amen.